a buddy cop film with all the sexism and racism that I can only assume Mel Gibson wanted in Lethal Weapon. Jamie? Okay. Let's go watch 48 Hours. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Good Times, Great Movies. Here we are, um, as we are um, every other week, talking about our movies from the '80s. Some of them great, some of them mannequin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well put. Well put. Should we just get into this? Oh, I guess. Should we just get into it? I kind of want. Okay, to. I do. I oh no, I know you want to, but as we discussed. <laughs> Off air, I guess this could be a very <laughs> short episode. True, and true. I do, I do have a couple things I do want to say, and I want to run by oh. you because this is what we okay. do: we make plans while we're recording so that everybody can hear mm-hmm. this process, this wonderful process and that you and so I have fun come up for with. everyone. So, yeah. <laughs> last year for our anniversary episode, we allowed listeners to choose a film that neither of us had seen, and we gave them choices. Mm-hmm. I thought this time it would be fun to give them a choice of a franchise, an 80s movie franchise, and then once that choice was made, then give them the choice of film from that franchise. And I've decided, and I'll I'll, I'll announce the, the franchises, the franchise options next time. Okay, okay. But if anybody wants to give us options for that even sure sure we're the open less work we have to do i'm sure i could go to imdb the more pleasant and type in 80s movie franchises but here's what i would like to say and jamie you can tell me if you <laughs> don't agree okay horror films off the table let's just i feel like you that's... know what we have a whole month devoted to halloween it's too yeah. easy because I think a bunch of Halloweens were in the 80s. A bunch of yeah. uh, Friday, Friday the, the 13th. 13th. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So I'm, All right. What, so that we must eliminate. That's immediate elimination. Here's the rules. If people do want to nominate one, um, uh-huh. I'd say a franchise is at least three films, right? I'll take it. And all three should be in the 80s. So I think that disqualifies oh. like Back to the Ooh, Future. Yeah. That might do a, yeah. a severe cutoff it, to some it of them. Might. But I'll see what I can come up with. And if anybody has any that they'd be interested in, just let us know. Facebook, I like Twitter, this. all that great stuff. All the good stuff. Oh, this is going to be a good one. All right. <laughs> anniversary. So 48th episode. And this is our second anniversary. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Last week I thought wow. it was our last time. I thought it was our third. I can't do that. <laughs> Wait, there are only 20 weeks in a year, right? <laughs> I was going to say more stuff, but I can't. We, why? Why front load this with nonsense when we can get into With nonsense, with the truth, hours? what people need to know when they watch this movie. Be prepared, people. This film is dark. <laughs> I have a question for you. Had you seen this before? No. No. Neither have I. Not to my... No. No, you neither. No. And I Mm. don't know how it escaped me because I'm not going to say this is right 
up my alley, but I don't know how I got to this part of my life or this point in my life without having seen this. <laughs> so you feel whole now. I do you feel whole again? <laughs> There's a little piece of me that is now there. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so euphoric for you, Nolte, and Murphy. I mean it makes sense. Share. I can't see this playing on well, I'm sure it played on cable or, or on T V, but oh, the yeah. hatchet job they would have to do to this movie. Oh man, what a foul script. <laughs> I, I don't know. I read somewhere where the word fuck was uttered 48 times. Now, that seems a little too coincidental to me, but it wouldn't surprise me if they cracked It wouldn't 50. surprise me. I would think more than that. Yeah. And the N-bombs oh, and all yeah. the rape. It was just, like, wrought with, like, I, I felt like, you know, like, when – when you think about like, oh, people in the 50s and there's there's fountains and the water, d- d- separate drinking fountains and just how far we've come, I right. guess, for civil rights, right? Not mm-hmm. to get all trip heady, out, but then I watch a movie like this and I think, <laughs> wow, the 80s, <laughs> I didn't think was that long ago, but what a, what a racist movie. Well, I don't movie. know. Like, I, I think we're in a, we are in a really difficult point in our lives because it was mm-hmm. 30 Five years ago, like wow, that is a. You long mean difficult? Time. Like that number is hard to accept. Do you mean that kind of difficult? Okay. Yes. <laughs> like this movie was made thirty-five years after separate drinking fountains, and now we're thirty-five <laughs> years removed from that. So we have come a long way then. Yes. That's that's, that's <laughs> my takeaway from forty-eight hours. Is <laughs> it's a big don't say this anymore don't talk <laughs> exactly. like this this makes people really uncomfortable <laughs> this isn't how you interact at all <laughs> and, and the other thing is this was sort of the first if not one of the first um or i guess i should have said that the other way buddy cop yeah. movies out there um this this genre did not exist before this movie yeah true so i think it has to be given credit for that and yeah. And it's also tough for me to think because as I was watching it, I was kind of thinking about these other movies like, of course, Lethal Weapon. And I kept mm-hmm. thinking things like, oh, you know what? Lethal Weapon did this better, but I can't think that way because I'm like, well, Lethal Weapon just stole this movie. just said, okay, right, right. Well, let's do this. Right, right. This was the sort of, right. But they'll both be cops. Like, there. There right, you go. Right. There's Lethal <laughs> Weapon and we'll make four of them and they'll get so much worse. <laughs> And there was a sequel to this one too, which I don't. Were they in it? Was they're in it? They're in. Oh it. yeah. Yeah. Do you think Annette O'Toole comes back? No, because she's like, where did all my <laughs> scenes go? <laughs> all right. So this was directed by Walter Hill, who um, in the eighties, not so much now, uh, was a really good director and and producer, and he had mm-hmm. a hand in all of the Alien films, and um, mm. directed uh, he directed Brewster's Millions. <laughs> <laughs> which ah, he wanted Eddie Murphy to be in. That's a good time, uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, a movie called Southern Comfort, which is really great too and has a lot of the same people in it. But he he enjoys violence in his films. Mm. And I think uh-huh. that was another thing that surprised me was how gritty and violent this movie was at times where I kind of went in thinking, okay, this is just going to be an Eddie Murphy laugh fest. And I'm like... Did that guy just get shot a lot not wearing a yeah. shirt? Because that's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they get the Indian guy too, right in the chest. Right in the chest. And or it's the just Native exploding American. everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And folks, mm-hmm. if we do say Indian, 
it's just for time. <laughs> like, I kept writing Indian in my notes. Like, at first I was like, Native American. I'm like, this takes yeah, way I was too long. I the same thing, too. But they refer to him that way, so you're kind of in it with them. And you're right. like, all right. Right, yeah. But I don't think we should refer to Eddie Murphy by what uh, Nick Nancy calls his character throughout the <laughs> it's not that. It's not that kind of podcast. No, so. no, 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 no. I agree. No. Okay, all right. So let's get into this. Uh, yeah, it starts Nick Nol- or it stars Nick Nolte. Uh, what a joy to hear that man like oh eating his face. God. What is that voice? Jeez. I guess people you get used to it, but I could not see talking to this guy every day. And, like clear your throat or something. Like why you just want to you- give him a Ricola, right? Or like, hey, buddy, like have a cup. I of just tea. wanted Eddie Murphy like slap the cigarettes out of his hands and be like, this is not doing anything for your voice. And and I like his weird. Well, I guess we'll get into her the weird relationship with this girl that he has. That the movie takes place over the forty eight hours, right. right? Yes, and it starts okay. out. And this movie, first of all, it's. An hour and a half long. It is a breezy hour and a half. Like these buddy cop movies. I'll talk about this throughout. I'm sure. The biggest Uh issue I have with them is that they're so long. Like they're always two plus hours. Mm -hmm. But this is this is so quick, and it takes (laughs) almost a half hour for Eddie Murphy to show up. I know that's true. I know. I kept thinking Eddie Eddie Murphy's the one in this, right? That's what I was thinking. Well, because we start with this in. With this railroad scene, right? Where the inmates are working on the railroad. Working on the railroad, which uh, I guess is a thing? Well, I couldn't tell what they were working on on the railroad. Were they trying to get the rocks away from the railroad? <laughs> it was kind of a weird I gig. have no idea because maybe this was a thing in like the 50s. When was Cool Hand Luke? When was that made? That was in the yeah, 60s, that, right? Yeah. This wasn't a thing in the eighties. Like you don't take inmates <laughs> out and have them like clear. Did they have picks or were they just pulling up rocks? Those, they had picks. They had tools. <laughs> I remember. That's why I was like, oh, he's going to use the tool. But what? No. Yeah, I didn't understand. Uh, and now wait, was he, this guy is in jail for? Because they talk about what their charges were for being in jail. Was it Eddie Murphy's character Reggie, or was it this inmate that we get to see here that had it was credit card fraud, right? I think like what are that, they in for? I don't know what this guy's in for. This big <laughs> bad guy, James yeah, Remar, this, this a, a very young looking James Remar too. Like I was like, who wow. later when he wears? There's a point in my notes that I just call him crocheted vest guy because he wears a weird crocheted vest and he's really angry. He's a really good bad guy, <laughs> so I guess. He plays a good bad guy. You don't want to like him, but he's wearing a crocheted vest. Is that what he's like wearing the, the middle vest, part of but the But he doesn't have a shirt on? Yes. It's just, it's just a bad vest with no yes. shirt underneath. And it's a good look. Yes. Like, if I had James Remar's <laughs> physique, I'd run around in a vest. You'd, you'd a be vest sporting alone. that look. Be all you. I love it. Yeah, so James Remar is <laughs> one of these inmates, and mm-hmm. the cops are there with shotguns. I think there's three cops with their you yeah. know, reflective sunglasses, you know. Yeah, look cool at hand all. Luke. And yeah. suddenly, a truck pulls up. <laughs> crazy blue truck, right? Driving kind of crazy. <laughs> With where a guy gets out, and then James Remar starts to make Indian insults, just hurl Native yep. American insults at this guy, yep. and they get into a fight. And 
Yep. I'm not even one I'm, of the guards here, but I'm like, this is a fake fight. You do know that. Yeah, they roll, each other, uh, they roll each other around in the mud. Uh-huh. They roll <laughs> down like an embankment. <laughs> and I guess then James Remar grabs a gun that the Indian gives him. Ah, uh, yes, yes. And then they take... Because the Indian came under false pretenses. Yes, claiming he was lost. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then they, they shoot the guards and they escape in the truck. And they are... What is it? I was going to say refugees. Yep, they're refugees. That's not what they're called when they're criminals and they run. No, no, they're on the lamb. They're wait, why can't I think no, of the term? Either? What are they? They're convicts. No, but they're that's what they are. They could be. They're what are escaped they? they're like... convicts. But what are the? What's yes, that's it. That's the word. Escaped convicts. So he escapes, and what I love is the rest of the guys who are working on this railroad are just standing around, like looking at each other, like what yeah. Nobody mean? else knows just what to do. Run? Nobody else makes the bold moves. Yeah. Well, clearly nobody else was in his plan. Right? No, no, the, no, no, no. His plan was to escape. He contacted somehow this Native American man um, to come help him, and the first thing they do when they're free. Mm-hmm. Is order some hookers, well, right? Yeah. <laughs> the first thing. I mean, we don't know how long yeah. he's been away. I mean, it is what Eddie Murphy's obsessed with as well. It's all, what does he call it? Triangle tape? Trim. He calls it trim. Trim. There you go. That was a term I'd never heard before. <laughs> Me neither. Okay, That's good. Like, right. <laughs> but the best is he's saying it, and when he's saying it to that girl, she's like, what? She doesn't even understand what he's talking about. I think he has to throw out two to three other slang words for sex before she understands what he's even talking about. Yeah, but he is eager for it, too, after what? He had three years in the... Two, two and a half. He has three. He has six more months coming up. Right, right. All right, so also, can we talk about the score throughout this movie? Did you notice... Oh, the jazzy score? sexy saxophone. (laughs) And it's a blending of, like, steel drum and saxophone. It's like calypso (laughs) music, but with saxophone. Yes, throughout. Throughout. (laughs) It's crazy. You do feel sort of jazzy. You want to just turn the fan on Uh and breeze by your hair. You want to sip a drink with a straw when you're watching 48 Hours? That's how the soundtrack makes you feel. So right after this cold open, we're introduced <laughs> to our hero, question mark, of the film, Nick Nolte. Here's your goddamn <laughs> dinner. I love when he gives him the candy bar. It's so great. Oh, yeah, when he takes it to the... I know of a good place for food. I'm hungry, too. And Andy he really machine. does just growl his entire way through the Yeah. Movie. I don't even think it there's a couple of scenes where I don't think he's moving his mouth. I love and and it's so low. I watched this with the captions on because oh. I couldn't figure out how to turn them off. I know it's oh. it's really stupid. <laughs> so they were happens. on the whole yeah. time. And I don't think I would have really noticed this if the captions weren't on. But when Eddie Murphy goes to sleep in the back of the car, he just mm-hmm. growls like Nick Nolte. He just sits there and goes, <laughs> and, and the captions were like growling, growling in parentheses. <laughs> I didn't notice that, but that's kind of awesome. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So Nick Nolte wakes up with his girlfriend. I guess. Yes, his lady friend. It's they. They seem to be more serious than you think. They seem to be exclusive. Yeah, there is some trouble there. 
Because it's only been 48 hours and she gets pretty crazy, like, about him not calling. Like, <laughs> he's a detective. He's doing this, like, chasing a murderer. I can only know, assume convict, this is not the first time this has happened in their relationship, you know? Like, <laughs> well, he doesn't seem stable. How about that? And their relationship seems a little unsteady. Right. I mean, they're fighting immediately. They wake up. And, oh, yeah. And by the time he is pouring booze into his coffee, <laughs> they're already fighting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I so want to jump ahead in this movie because what is her job when oh, when she, she calls him and she's in a scuzzy bar but dressed to the nines? I don't know. I like, is she like a – I don't know. I, I, I don't, don't know. know either because at one point – But he says how she's like – when he gets deep for a minute and he talks about his girlfriend, which is a kind of random but sweet, but then it goes away really fast because I think he spouts the N-word after that. But um, – <laughs> He says about how his girlfriend, you know, she's unhappy because Reggie, Eddie Murphy, sincerely asks him, like, so what's up with your girl? What is she? And he says that she has a dream that she can't fulfill. Like, she's working a job that she can't fulfill. So you think, like, well, she's working. I don't know. I don't know what she Yeah, it's like she has something that she can't find a job for or something. Yes, yes. I'm like, did she go to school for engineering? And now she's working Well, they don't really show anything about her. Like, maybe she's an artist and she's that's what she really wants to. But you don't really know her other than her calling and yelling at him. I, I looked. I tried to look online because it really did bother me because I was like. There has to have been to scenes that were cut because at one point late in the movie when Eddie Murphy and, and Nick Nolte go to a bar and mm-hmm. which is a great scene because Nick Nolte's talking on the bar payphone. Wait, which bar? Oh, oh, right. Well, that's a good question. <laughs> it's the last bar they go to together. Oh, yeah. When they go. <laughs> but he's on a payphone inside a bar drinking from his own flask. Which I thought Oh, yeah, yeah. When he calls her, Uh yeah. But then when he walks over to Eddie Murphy, he's limping. And Eddie Murphy's like, what happened? And he's like, my girl and I, we got in another fight. And I'm like, we didn't see that. Like, that didn't happen in this movie. Like, it made it seem like she kicked him or something. And like, if you're going to cut entire scenes, then don't have the characters talk about a scene that we didn't just see. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Maybe he just limps randomly like he randomly just does You think that. it was just... You do it pretty good. I like your... Gra- it's very Thanks. gravely. It's gravelly. gravely. It kind of hurts. <laughs> like, I could do... Snake. That's how I feel that it must bother him. Like, I don't feel like that's a, a good condition for him to have. No. You go, I could do snake? I yeah, do you do snake. do a good that's snake. Fun. That's a little more comfortable. Nolte's painful. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> let's not analyze your Nolte. So... Your Nolte antics. At this point, we we keep cutting back and forth between Nick Nolte and then uh, James Remar and and the guy who – the Native American guy who got him out of jail. Mm -hmm. And they grab another dude right off the street, a guy Oh, yeah. There's just this couple walking. Yeah, there's a couple. They're walking. They're they're kind of fighting too. The couples in this movie don't have a good right, aren't they? They're talking about engagement rings, though. Oh, are they? And they're they're they don't have money. Their their money is an issue between the two of them. So they're kind of. And then these two scoop Just them up. Scoop them right off the street. Yeah. There's a bunch of weird <laughs> stuff that happens in broad daylight in front yes, of a lot of people at the train station. Yeah, maybe yeah, they steal like, a bus at some point. I don't know how they do that. Yeah, <laughs> how they don't have better like. But how the police force doesn't have better surveillance on these two, not seeing the things that they're doing, <laughs> and like 
They're making – They're yeah. pretty suspicious. I mean if you put out an APB on like a six-and-a-half-foot Native American Yeah, they're guy, hard to miss. They're kind of right, hard to miss. And James Remar in a knit vest, you're going <laughs> to find these dudes. Plus they're shooting everyone all the time. And they're holding a girl hostage. They eventually take this couple that they scoop up. They threaten the one right. who is Luther. He Luther. is a friend of we later find out mm-hmm. of Reggie Andy Murphy's character. He's in cahoots with all of this. So they Luther promises them money. Right. I guess this elusive money. And they will keep his girlfriend until he produces said money. And that is – so now they have a hostage. And – they, I guess, are going to go and hang out. This movie, by the way, takes place in San Francisco, right? We should, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd forgotten that because the only real reference to it made is, I think Annette O'Toole says some some line about the coldest winter oh, yeah, summer yeah. in San Francisco. <laughs> is that from a, is that a lyric from a song? I feel like it is. It's very poetic. Yeah. Like a mama's and a papa's right, song yeah, exactly. or something. I feel yeah. so ignorant right now. I'm sure it's from something extremely famous, but I didn't know it. <laughs> That's right. I'm right there with you. So yeah, um, they, they get these hookers and they go up mm-hmm. uh, to a room in this hotel and Nick Nolte runs into uh, Jonathan Banks mm-hmm. and another cop. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mr. I'm going to die immediately. And they kind of go into this hotel to get these right. guys. Right. Now you get some sort of impression that Nick Nolte's character, Jack, I think is Jack, his name, yes. right? That he's kind of definitely the black sheep of the oh, police force. He's a loose cannon. Right? He plays by yeah. his own rules, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> like he just meets up with these guys. Oh, and he drives that, what does he drive? Like a blue a beat up Cadillac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he just drives up on them and it's like, like you almost get the sense that he's not invited to this investigation, but he's coming. Right. They're kind of like, oh, what are you doing now? You, and nobody seems to like him. His captain no. doesn't like him. The guy who sits next to him, who shares like a desk, who takes space his messages, the one that like takes him. his phone messages. Yeah, he's not. I don't know. We're, we're not privy to what kind of shit went down, but something went down. Besides that, he's just a <clears throat> the guy who sits an angry next dude. to him and takes and, and gets his phone message. There's a scene in this where Nick Nolte calls the precinct and some random guy picks up the phone. Like, I guess the guy who's in charge of the phones. Mm-hmm. And Nick Nolte's like, hey, go get what's his butt. The guy who's in charge of the phones comes out and he's like, hey, asshole, answer your fucking phone. It's for you. And I'm like, Nick Nolte just called you and asked you, you? to get that guy. He didn't call him. <laughs> it was a weird reaction. But yeah, nobody seems to like Nick Nolte at all. And I completely Mm-mm. understand it. He's a cranky man. And he, so yeah, but he pushes his way into this uh, hotel mm-hmm. uh, where they're they're going into the hotel to get these guys. Mm-hmm. And right? it has the most sassy receptionist ever. Oh, she is. <laughs> like, she? I like what it. are you doing, when you she fucking lets... cops? Get out of here. Shut up. <laughs> so sassy. Even when they go upstairs, she takes time to, like, make a personal call. On the <laughs> it is pretty great. She's not concerned at all that the cops are upstairs going after some potential. Yeah, and after escapees. their shots, Nick Dalton yells at her. He's like, hang up the phone. Call the cops. Get yeah, the yeah. Up. So the, the other two cops go in because they know that's where these two bad guys are. And, and right. in a scuffle, 
the two bad guys escape because they have like mm. a prostitute hostage and and I guess they still have Luther's girlfriend. They never miss it. They they ever even when they escape these kind of situations, they just grab her. Okay. All right. So they yeah. do run away. They kill the one cop who isn't Jonathan Banks, Mike from Breaking Bad. Who looked so young. Like, he was another one that I was like, mm. oh, my God. He still looks like a basset hound. But I was like, he looks like <laughs> a very youthful basset hound. He had hair on his head. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of yeah. cool to see him. A little more, yeah, yeah. He's kind of fun. Yeah. And he gets shot in the process but doesn't die yet. No. But there's a standoff downstairs. Oh, and it's it turns deadly. And it's... It does. Uh, <laughs> it does. And when I But was, this bad guy is so bad. Oh, That's he's so thing. bad. And when I was younger and I would watch movies like these all the time, like I right. never sat and I never thought, well, these bad guys are just comically evil. But that's what I kept thinking. Every time James <laughs> Remar did something, I'm like, nobody would do that. Like if Nick Nolte handed over his gun and so he oh, took yeah. it to shoot Jonathan Banks just for he's fun. He's just cold hearted. He's that kind of a killer. Just for fun. No heart at all. Mm-hmm. Right, and and that's what happens. They kill. Well, two yes, cops. and and they get Nolte's gun. They get Nick right? Nolte's gun. Nick Nolte. Uh-huh. T- Nick Nolte's. Sorry, Nick Nolte's stunt double takes a great flying leap over <laughs> the receptionist's <laughs> desk. Oh yeah, right. But the bad guys get away anyway, and and Nick Nolte right. goes back to the police department. This is where we're. This is our first oh, shots. Busy. Of the police department. What a busy police department, by the way. So busy, lots of whores being interviewed. Well, lots to be honest, they're the ones that he just brought back sure. there. True. <laughs> so he's keeping this department in business, but. Yeah, right, his right. boss wants to hear none of it. And his boss oh. is only on screen to have like a yelling match with Nick Nolte. Yeah, every he's time. just this loud, angry chief, not happy with Nick Nolte no. at all. No. Mm-mm. And Nick Nolte, I've I have a lot of questions, and this may have to oh. do with the fact that this movie was chopped up, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. does Nick Nolte or Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. ever make it clear why Eddie Murphy wants to go after Gans, who's the bad guy? Um, because Gans wants his money. That money in the car belongs to Eddie Murphy or Reggie, and Gans is they're they're all after it to some degree, right? But it's rightfully, I guess, Eddie's okay. or Reggie's. <clears throat> but Gan, these all people know about it, so Gan wasn't. I think. That when he gets Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy says about their timeline, which I don't remember, how he didn't think Gan was out yet because Gan was expected to be out in another four years. Oh, Does that so make then sense? Gan, but I didn't think Gan knew about the money. I thought Luther knew about the money and Gan, I guess, just knew that Luther knew about the money, right? Because Luther goes to get the car. Like, Gan doesn't just go. It's like Luther wasn't a bad guy enough for them. They're like, we need <laughs> Gan. Right. Gan and his native friend. What is the native guy's I name? Mean, I don't know. Yeah, Moonduck. He's talking about getting engaged and everything. He can't be your Yeah, he's a little killer. more. Right. No. No. <laughs> All right. But here's my other question, piggybacking off of that. How okay. does Nick Nolte know to go talk to Eddie Murphy? Oh, because in the – there's a moment where they <laughs> – do you so when we are meeting all these like characters in the in the at down 
at the precinct. In the precinct yeah. right? There's like the one Asian lady who's like in a lab coat and she brings him <laughs> that. I guess it's supposed to be forensic information. There's like there's like some characters that he randomly interacts with that give him like. I know. I was it, like, if this became a network series, all of these people yes, would have bigger exactly. roles. He'd talk to that woman every day. It would be great. <laughs> But there's also a moment where uh, some people bring some pictures. There was recently a murder, and we do see that again. It's just for a moment before the native and the 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 before the convicts call the prostitutes. Mm-hmm. They look. They shoot a guy on a bench, right? Yeah. And that guy who they shoot in the head, they have his picture up at the precinct because they're doing the investigation. Oh, and I guess yeah. somehow he knows they bring that, that picture to Reggie. That guy. Okay. Yes. God, yeah, yeah. I. I paid careful attention. When Eddie Murphy would get real with him, I was like, oh, Eddie Murphy's going to finally explain why all of this why? is happening. Mm-hmm. But he never did. No. Like, I was like, Gan killed my girlfriend or something. Yeah, no, that's what I was waiting for, too. I thought there would be something a little bigger. Like, yeah, like he took my I, – I just wanted there to be something more deeper, I guess. But it's 48 hours. There's only so deep we can go in 48 hours. <laughs> Okay. All right. Okay. I love it. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so he he does finally, finally, and I know we've gone over it very quickly, but it's taken us yeah. a half hour to get to it. Imagine you <laughs> hit play on 48 Hours with the mm-hmm. moment you hit play on this podcast. It would take this long for Eddie Murphy to show up. <laughs> yes, it's true. It really You're is. just waiting. And can I just say, I'm just going to say it. I was, it was, it was not his sassiest. No, no, no. They definitely had, Mm -hmm. I didn't, I think that was the other thing that made me uncomfortable. I wanted Eddie to be more Eddie and. But can I also say this kind Mm -hmm. of an argument is he seemed like a real person. He didn't. He wanted to hang out with them. He didn't seem like a cartoon character, you know, like. True. I I I kind of expected that. I, yeah, I think I would have been fine with it because when they, when he finds him in that jail cell and he's sitting on a recliner a leather <laughs> recliner singing the police you see Roxanne by the police get it he's in jail um yes and he's got his walkman on like I was like oh no Eddie it Murphy reminded me gonna... of when Julia Roberts is in the bathtub in that scene in Pretty Woman and she sings the Prince song yeah that was his Prince moment in his bathtub. I was right. I was like, recliner. oh my God, Eddie Murphy is going to be tap dancing his way through this movie. Uh, but you're right. It was, it was <laughs> a more be song subdued. and dance. This is his yeah. first movie, Jamie. Did you know? Oh, that is why. That is why movie. I wondered. Well, and that too. Like He's so good. For his first movie, so he's good. so good. I was I was. Oh, he board. was really yeah. good. No, I agree. If it was his first, then I'm completely impressed. And I was going to say because... I really did think, and maybe I sound whatever. I just thought that the I thought it was really, really racist at oh, times. Well, no, and first of all, for him, that to, has like, nothing to do with Eddie Murphy's jokes. But or from his performance, performance, yeah, or no, no, no. But I mean, like he had to be aware of it as he, uh, but maybe not. Does that make sense? Oh, do you think I'm that sure it, he was aware of it that but they would turn a blind eye? I feel, Jamie. I feel like this is what it was then. Like, I mean, it's so bad to say. <laughs> See, that's what makes me feel old, but, and that's yeah. what makes me feel some. So, um, it does make me feel proud because I'm like, wow, that's just not acceptable, right? right. That now, and yeah. that's why we look at it as even 
it's even more of a comedy then mm-hmm. to me because of how you know what I mean because sometimes you're extreme with it but anyway anyway then to get back to Eddie Murphy's performance though it was I did enjoy mm-hmm. him I just wanted more of him I guess more Eddie no 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 which that... you get I guess if you watch Beverly Hills Cop 2 or Beverly Hills Cop you don't have to just go to the second <laughs> one like, I mean you can one. you don't need that backstory <laughs> fine we know who Judge Reinhold is whatever <laughs> I love how you just went right to the second. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. I don't know why. I think I meant also. I'm not sure. Oh, that's pretty great. All right. Anyway. <laughs> so the deal is that he will get Eddie Murphy out of jail. Because Eddie Murphy, he, he takes the deal because he says, there's something on the outside that I need to take care of. Which And I think it's the money. Yeah. Later we yeah. find out he's got half a million dollars in the trunk of his yeah. car. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. So that's why he wants out is, I guess, because he knows that Gan can shake down Luther to get the money. Thanks for explaining that to me. I feel like such an <laughs> idiot because this movie isn't that complicated. It's all right. You were trying to pay attention. You were reading subtitles. I was. Right? Didn't you say? I was, I was reading it. And Nick was... Nolte is very hard to understand <laughs> for a while. So you uh, I'm Yeah, forgiven. I may have benefited from from those subtitles when he had his monologues. They decide to go find Luther. So so anyway, yeah. Nick Nolte has him for 48 hours. That is the... But I, I like the it. Deal. So Nick Nolte, um, he... Did you thought, think it was funny? Because I didn't know, but maybe you do, I guess. He, like, forges a note to get him out of jail. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like... Who's he forging this note for? Yeah. <laughs> because apparently the guy who gets the note is sitting right next to him. Yeah. Encouraging him to do this. So I guess it's just going to some the mayor, let's say. I don't know. And it's, yeah. So because the one guy makes a comment to Nolte, like, you know, if you're, you ever want a career, forgery could be your, your next career. Or something yeah. Like that. And you're like, what? And I just didn't um, understand why he had to do that. Cause I was like, Oh, is he forging something that says that Eddie Murphy will be released if he helps him or something? No, it's just know. the deal that they made where he'll yeah. go back to jail in the end. <laughs> but now he's a free man. Well, kind of free. He is handcuffed. He is handcuffed at times. When he's in the police station, he does hit on hookers, which I thought was funny because I was like, (laughs) you don't need to hit on hookers, right? You just need money. But he just got out of jail. He doesn't have money. He does pretend to be a defense attorney, which was pretty great. (laughs) I do like that he puts on – does he have it on right away? He gets into a suit. He wears a little suit. For most of the... Nick Nolte constantly references that suit as though it is mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy's suit. So was that like mm-hmm. the he, suit... Maybe he kept it in jail with Well, him. I was wondering, like, if like that... going home When suit. they picked him up, if he was wearing that, so they just had it there. <laughs> and that's the only article of clothing that they could give him? Or maybe that's his, like... Because he seemed to eager to wear it he wanted because even when they talk about his dress he says well i like to look nice and this makes me look nice i love how constantly he's a sharp dresser he makes reference to how things have changed since he's been in jail i'm like you've been in jail for two years yeah two years not that long watching a workout video and he's like boy tv has changed (laughs) but it is a weird workout video the one that the girls were watching (laughs) it is weird but i was like this is not weird enough to comment on as the so this is what yeah, yeah. As if is it's now. like, yeah. What's that moving when in the Luther box? Luther pulls the yeah. red suit out of the trunk of his car. Eddie Murphy's like, 
that shit was popular back then. I'm like, two years ago. <laughs> this is where Eddie or Nick Nolte does open up to Eddie Murphy about his lady problems. It's also where Nolte calls Murphy a watermelon. You just put that in. <laughs> oh, and later on, he's like, that, that watermelon stuff. I, was just I can't even do a Nick Nolte. I cannot. But he does apologize later on. <laughs> sincerely which is okay yeah um, yeah yeah also i don't understand why if you're a police detective and again this is my mm-hmm. ignorance mm-hmm. you don't have to drive a police car right <laughs> not if you're nick nolte because you don't play by the rules remember how many times does he get pushed around by cops in this movie <laughs> Like, oh, yeah. Dude, they pick on him quite a bit. If you just drove a car or wore your badge around your neck, like how the, the cool <laughs> cops wear it, like it's a piece of jewelry, you would not <laughs> constantly be arrested by other Harassed. police officers. Yeah. And stop. There's another time later in the movie when he cops the, the subway cops. Make him – he tells them I'm an officer and I guess he's got no way to prove it. So he has to drop his gun and he loses his, exactly. his guys yeah, again. Mass murderers get away because yeah. he's not – he doesn't have his badge on He's him. ill-prepared, yeah. <laughs> Come on. They go to a bar called Torchies. I love the names of these bars and clubs in this. <laughs> I didn't notice, but oh, I should have. Oh, you should have because it is literally Torchies? called Torchies. Okay, okay. There's a big sign and everything. Like, I guess they do spend money on stupid things in movies. Like, can't you just find a real bar with an actual name and just use that? <laughs> anyway, so they make a deal before going into this bar that if Eddie Murphy is able to get any leads, Nick Nolte will let him have sex with a lady. Oh yeah, this is this is <laughs> this is the hillbilly bar slash strip club. I'm not sure. Yes. What it is. Yeah. Well, because there is a girl, naked <laughs> girl, or topless dancing. But then there's women too at the bar, and it's just like a hillbilly. But the, again, everybody in... is wearing plaid slash flannel mm-hmm. and they're cowboy listening to hats. some fiddle and guitar. I think they all yeah. have either cowboy hats or trucker hats on. Yep, yep, yeah. <laughs> and there's a band. You're right. The band is playing fiddles. Literally, they're yeah. playing fiddles, and it's like an instrumental. Nobody sings. They're mm-hmm. just playing, and some lady is like in these. Big fluffy chaps, you know those ones, <laughs> and pasties, and she's dancing around. <laughs> I did not understand what was happening at this. Bar. I didn't understand what sort of establishment. And this is. please tell me if I'm an idiot. Mm? Was Meatloaf the bartender? Because that- that's what I thought too. <laughs> okay, good. I go. It's either Meatloaf or Tom Arnold. I'm not sure. I feel so bad because I never checked. It did look a lot like Meatloaf in the beginning, but then the more he talks, I'm like, maybe not. Well, when Eddie meatloaf, Murphy took his but... hat, I was like, maybe that isn't Meatloaf, but boy, that yeah. dude looks just like Meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> so the possible Meatloaf bartender. Well, first of all, when we get into this bar, it's it's they've made the deal, and Reggie is in control essentially, right? He gets yep. to kind of he gets to pretend to be a cop. <clears throat> he gets very. Kind of aggressive right away. It is fun. It's a good... Yeah. Anytime the camera is just like on Eddie Murphy and it's just Eddie Murphy go, he's really, Mm -hmm. really good at it. And he's great in this Yeah, he talks to a couple of the patrons, right? And he pats down um, a group of men, right? And he steals some of their weapons, which later Nick Nolte's noticed all of the switchblade, the gun, everything that he took. Um, Basically, they want information from this bar... 
about who? The Indian guy, right? Right, yes. I don't know why the Native American is a patron of this bar. Like, this does not look like a scene that he would be into. (laughs) Well, maybe it's both them. I think both of them hang out there, but they know where his girlfriend lives. Yes, his girlfriend's down the street in, like, Chinatown or something like that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it is funny because Eddie Murphy's just breaking stuff. Like, he literally asks for a vodka they make they make a joke about a black russian and then he drinks oh, yeah, it yeah. and just smashes it to its mirror yeah yeah with the shot glass and he starts a whole just starts a whole thing crazy care. like monologue yeah about what he's there to do and how- i like when he takes when he takes the money from the guy and he's like where'd you get this and he's like a tax refund and his response is you're too stupid to have a job yeah no he <laughs> slays them basically with his words He's a word slayer, and he's, again, he is, I guess, the the reverse racist in this situation, could you say? Am I using that word too? Um, the reverse liberally? racist? I, no, I guess that's no, not I know really what you're term. saying. I know what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, it's him kind of playing out that, that's, it's not the term I'm looking for. But, um, but I, know, I know what you're saying. But the right term for this is. Let me just say, P.S. This movie is titular. Oh yeah, I don't. They might say forty-eight hours, thirteen times in this movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they're they're on the trail of the Indian's girlfriend. Yes. They show up. This is when they see the workout video and are very perplexed by it, and they bust in on these two ladies. Uh, right. A blonde and a brunette. The brunette seems mm-hmm. to be the one who is dating uh, the Indian guy. Well, she's a, the, they're both very sassy. She's got a gun, very sassy. right? They, yes, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. They later call them dykes, and I'm like, why do they assume they're lesbians? They were told because that they're, they're women. two women, strong women. They're two strong women that stood up to them. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, mm-hmm. I can see. Why am I questioning any of? The stereotypes that this movie pushes on us. So they don't really get information, right, from her at this time? Um, no. I don't think so, right? They don't because they're frustrated. And this is when they have the longest fist fight I've ever seen on film, except for, like, They Live, which goes on forever. But they fight forever. Oh, yeah. They go onto this alley and just trade punches. Yeah, this is what, oh, we forgot that earlier, well, it didn't matter, but (laughs) one of the ways that, uh, the first way that Nick Nolte kind of said, like, okay, the first mission has to be, you have to do, it's not going into the bar that was his first, like, mission. Uh He had to find Luther first, or take him to where Luther lived. Oh, my God, we totally forgot, sorry, yeah. Oh, no, you're fine, but it's it's in that scene. It didn't really matter yeah. because he – the thing is is that Luther kind of – so they find Luther, but um, this is early on in their pairing. Mm-hmm. So he's – he Nick Nolte handcuffs Eddie Murphy to the car so he can't go in the apartment to get Luther. Mm-hmm. Well, so Luther gets away from – everybody freaking gets away from Nick Nolte. <sighs> Nick Nolte can't hold on to anyone. He's not a good police <laughs> officer. no. He's giving away his gun. He's 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 not good at the job. Um, but so he gets away. Luther gets away from Nick Nolte, but even handcuffed, Eddie Murphy takes down Luther with like the door, like he flings the door open of the car, which he does to Nick Nolte too. Yep. He hits Nick Nolte <laughs> with the car door too. I'm like, that's like his move there. The best part about that that Luther scene is. 
uh-huh. watching Nick Nolte rough this poor guy up. He <laughs> keeps slamming him to the store. I know, he seems he really angry. And I'm like, how is this? Is this guy okay with this? Like, he must be pulling those punches and not hitting the... It's done extremely well because I was terrified for Luther's safety. <laughs> but you're never really terrified when these two are fist fighting, are you? No. No. I was like, this is going to end in a draw or Eddie Murphy's going to win and then Nick Nolte has more respect for him. But no. Right. Regular cops show up, break it up. Which is kind of funny in and of itself. Yeah. He proves to them that he's an actual cop. And then he gets again, in the car yeah. and punches Eddie Murphy one more time <laughs> just for good measure. <laughs> and this is also where Eddie Murphy lets him know that I have money in the trunk of this car. Right, he tells him about the million dollars or the half million. And then they have to they have to wait the night for the garage to then open 7 up. Seven AM. Which is at when this it opens. which at this point, I mean, there's what, like forty minutes of the movie left? And everything at this point has been kind of happening in real time. And I'm like, not even a day has gone by. What? How are they doing That's this? why I don't understand why Nick Nolte's girlfriend is so mad at it's him. It's all the same day. It's only been like, yeah. And she's like, what? It's, this is, but again, I guess this is just kind of routine for him that he doesn't. I would assume so. He must have 48 hours every 48 hours. I don't know. He has 48 <laughs> hours every 48 hours. She's like, the clock starts now, Nick. I'm going to call you in three hours to make sure you're okay. <laughs> Jack, whatever his name is. So Luther stops by the garage to get the car. The guys working there are amazed because the car's been there for two and a half years. Oh, right, right. And it's so dusty. <laughs> oh, it's a mess. Uh, Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy tail him. Yes. Um, And they follow him to like a subway station. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Is it a shootout? Shots are fired, right? Shots a subway are fired. cop is killed. Yeah. Gans kills police everywhere, all the time. Oh, he's he can't just shoot one bullet mm-hmm. either. He's got to fire it off. And he is not afraid to flash that thing because he, again, you would think these two convicts wouldn't be in a crowded, <laughs> like you would think they're like America's Most Wanted, like their faces are plastered, like be aware of these two. And they're not trying to be like wear hats or jackets, like he's literally wearing a tank top. And the other guy's a tall Native American Indian, right? They're running around holding a woman with a gun to her head. (laughs) (laughs) But nobody in this subway station, this busy, bustling subway station, is the least bit worried that they're approaching a shady man who's uh, like eyeballing all around him with his uh, Mm -hmm. with a briefcase. But but it is at this point that they split up because Eddie Murphy runs after Luther and the money. And Mm -hmm. Nick Nolte has a shootout and then is arrested by the subway police. (laughs) And now we get Eddie Murphy in the swingin'est club ever. It is, (laughs) it's amazing. And this club is called Vromans. That's not a word. Vromans or vermins? V-R-O-M-A-N apostrophe S. Like vermins. Like vermins. It's written in neon. And I swore it said Romans. Yeah, yeah. But you went back. And I was like, oh, it's all in like lowercase. That's a weird way to write it. And I was, and I guess I thought the V was just a big squiggle. But when Eddie Murphy gets on the phone and Nick Nolte's like, where are you? And he's like, Romans. (laughs) (laughs) 
Why would you name this place Vromans in your movie? Why type those letters together? It's terrible. But he does. He's at Vromans trying to pick up women. Um, But he does call Nick Nolte and say, like, hey, here, I'm at Vromans. Come on down. This is when he leaves the message for him, though. He doesn't get to talk to Nick, right? This is when he leaves the message at first. Because Nick Nolte is kind of busy fighting with his girlfriend again, right? Aren't they fighting again, I think? That's why he misses his call. This is a great part (laughs) where he's waiting for the call. And sorry, this isn't that part where the the guy at the police precinct yells at his partner. <laughs> this is where Eddie Murphy's sitting at, or Nick Nolte's sitting at his desk waiting for the call, mm-hmm. and the phone rings. Mm-hmm. And he picks up and he's like, "Where are you, motherfucker?" Oh yeah, and <laughs> it's the chick. She's so yeah. angry, and I'm like, "Why did you? Why would you answer the phone like that?" <laughs> Not knowing who it could, but then she, I don't know. And even if it is Eddie Murphy, like he's calling you, don't be angry at the guy who's calling you that's all he could be he's a very angry cop very angry this nick nolte this is when she's at the bar like dressed in a crazy oh, cocktail yeah, and dress and her makeup is insane is she an uh, i don't know her don't eye know. makeup is like is she is, a magician or is she, she a- looks you're right she looks like a magician's assistant <laughs> <gasps> that might be her job that would make I want so it to be much, I job. want that to I be want it to job. be job. Oh, God. it's a shame that maybe not. Maybe not. I'm I'm happy that this movie was an hour and a half. So do I need more about their relationship? Probably not. Well, do you need it? No. Would it have made the movie a little bit different? Yes, because you don't really get their relationship. It seems angry. It seems bitter. She seems unhappy. But he needs her, and he makes it a point to say or, and to seem like he does. But if you had a little more backstory, you might care even a little more because he's just angry. He's angry to everyone. And it's, but same thing with Eddie Murphy. If you knew, if there was a little more than just the money, like you said, if it was a wife or a girlfriend or something like that, that he also wanted to get for, you know, or the money for his mom or something, you know, but there's, <laughs> again, mother. it doesn't get, <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't pull those kind of heartstrings. It doesn't need to. It's it's not that kind of a movie. So you don't need to know if she's a magician's assistant or not. <laughs> like, but but that's the other thing. Like you either put this character in there to develop her or him or their relationship, or just leave mm-hmm. her out. Like, yeah, I didn't think he needed to have any kind of steady. But I think again, they wanted to show you because he did. He did. And part of their bonding was talking about women. No, you're you know. right. You're right. That makes sense. I don't know. But there's no closure either. Like, I think this is the last time in the movie that we see her. You want them to have a wedding like at the end of Mannequin? You just want, like, Estelle Getty to be like, That's what... here you go. <laughs> in a storefront <laughs> in San Francisco, getting married. No, down Eddie at the Murphy's precinct. There. They would do it down <gasps> at the precinct. That would be great. I, I might. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's the closure you need. Is that the closure you need from 48 uh-huh. hours? Yeah. But then that would make it 52 hours. And it's, <laughs> the movie is called 48. They get married in four hours. Like, come on, baby. Get down to the precinct. We're getting married. Right before he takes Eddie Murphy back to jail. So also at this club, 
I don't want to touch. I don't want to talk too much about Eddie Murphy's dancing, but I thought Why? he'd be a better it's so dancer. Bad. I know he's doing a white man dance. He dances as well as I do. Like <laughs> I know. Like Eddie Murphy's I wrote, dancing. I made note like of that. Me. I was like, "Why in the dance?" He's kind of just bouncing up and down. Yeah, and, and like, using come his on. fingers. It's like they again. It's like they were like, "Don't bring it." Just ten, ten. But again, now knowing that it was his first acting, maybe that had to, he wasn't. I don't know. But listen, maybe he just can't dance. Like maybe, maybe, just can't. maybe Eddie Murphy just can't dance. I would um, think he could though, or do something anyway. Well, he doesn't. But he does uh, ask. This is when he asked that woman. Uh-huh. For sex. For trim? Yes. <laughs> that must have been a phrase that was popular in 1982 and did in not escape In Eddie Murphy's that head. Era. In Eddie Murphy's head. He's like, I call it trim. I don't know what y'all call it. It is funny when he's talking to this lady because he's like, "We could let's just go right now across the street. It's like a hotel. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. have any money. Can you pay for the room? And then she's like, you even want me to pay for yeah. it? And then when Nick Nolte busts in and breaks mm-hmm. the two of them up, she's like, so maybe I'll see you later. I'm like, you're into this lady? She's kind what of into him. Well, he's got that charming com- comedy kind of way about him, you know. Uh, they do end up together later, don't they? End they up meeting do. up later. I understand. Eddie Murphy is a pretty good looking guy. He's not yeah, an unattractive yeah. man, but I don't know. He wants you to pay for this room. He's a total stranger. He's a bit aggressive. Right, weird yeah. one-liners or phrases that she doesn't seem to understand. Mm-mm, mm-mm. But anyway, it does work out for him. <laughs> it does. It does. We don't know how long term they go either, but we know that they uh, they make it to our second date. They do. Um, they do. During their first date, when they walk outside, Eddie Murphy sees Luther. Just happens to oh, see that's him right. that's with right. the bag of money again, and then he has to run inside, get Nick Dolce, and then they have to go after Luther, who is picked up by, by a, a bus. bus. <laughs> <laughs> he knew the bus station to wait at and, and the, why the Native I, American is driving right? I was like is this the Native American guy's job like is this his <laughs> legit job that he's like also he was a, a bus, bus driver? driver because if you are trying to keep a low profile you don't you steal don't take a, a bus, bus mm-hmm. and then start shooting people on this bus well, yeah and have a car chase right what Yes. Yeah, yeah. Nothing about this makes sense. No, no. And nothing about it makes sense that the authorities aren't all over it before Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy. Or while they are. You know what I mean? They're shooting guns back and forth between mm-hmm. a city There's bus been a stolen bus and, a and car, there's and no other police ever show up to mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nick Nolte drives his car into what appears to be a car dealership. Yeah, it looks like it's a Cadillac dealership, which is ironic because he's yeah. got that Cadillac. Yeah. And no other police show up. So I I understand why the captain is angry at Nick Nolte. I get it. Oh, you should have yeah. called for backup or whatever. Mm-hmm. But can't any of your other guys find a stolen bus? How do they? Not, how were they not aware? How is, again, how is Nick Nolte the only one on this case? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Also in the in the chaos, Luther is killed. We never know if his girlfriend is. I want to know if she's okay or not. Oh, oh, that's right. They kill him though, right? 
on the bus? Yeah, uh, Gan kills yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Because he seems offended. Because Luther's like, oh, oh that's uh, right. hey, are you okay? And he's like, I told you I wasn't going to hurt her. And then he shoots him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to think that they let her off the bus just to now live this tormented life where she watched... She had this horrible experience happen to her and just watched her fiancé get killed. Right. They, well, they weren't engaged yet. Well, Maybe she'll find somebody who has the money for a, a ring. <laughs> well, she's going get to need, get, need to get over these last 48 hours. So for her, mm-hmm. I guess, 46. Right. But at this point, after, after they um, go into the captain's office and he yells, mm-hmm. he yells at Eddie Murphy. Nick Nolte defends Eddie Murphy. And then Eddie Murphy defends Nick. No, oh, it's very so, sweet. You can yeah. see they're getting to like each other. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They're getting to, yeah. Right. But it's bond. basically the end of these 48 hours because he is told this is a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Murphy yeah. needs to go back. You need to cut it out. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Joey Gladstone. Just cut it out. <laughs> And I, I also, I really enjoy how when he takes Eddie Murphy outside, because now they have Eddie Murphy's car, which has been washed. It's, it looks really Oh, nice. yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. He, I think that Nick Nolte had that done, uh-huh. right? Yeah, he had it yeah. impounded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I can't even, I can't, I shouldn't it's even It's like try. you're swallowing your own throat. It's so it's awful. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And all I can say is goddamn dinner. He must say goddamn 87 times in this movie every time he talks. He's so foul mouthed in this yeah. movie. He's so foul mouthed. But when he walks him outside, he uncuffs Eddie Murphy and then throws the cuffs. Just throws Oh, yeah, that's so right. Like, far. Yeah. I'm like, uh-huh. those are handcuffs and you have the key. Like, so you can use <laughs> those later, right? This? Yeah. But this is when he says, hey, let's go to a bar. Let's have a last drink before yeah, last you, drink. before I take you back. They have a little heart to heart, I guess. They're getting close. Yeah. They are. As close as these two can be. So why do they end up going back to Chinatown? I don't, how does that, because um, they go back to the Indian's girlfriend, but I don't know how yeah. they come to that conclusion. Because did they find out the bus was abandoned there? <laughs> Probably. And then that's what happens. And then they have a discussion. How do they know that there's a bus there and nobody else knows that? I think they, I think that they found that out maybe when they were still at the precinct and Nick Nolte starts to kind of theorize, what if he went back there? What if he went back to his girl? And remember, cause Eddie Murphy's like, no, no, that couldn't be the case. Remember, she wasn't really into him. And he was like, again, because we're meant to think that Nick Nolte will do anything for his love, who mm-hmm. he verbally abuses left and right. Um, <laughs> he thinks that, you know, the the native will do anything for his, I guess, because now remember, they think they're lesbians. So for his lesbian girlfriend. Yeah, I, I guess so. I guess. Um, but he has this hunch, nonetheless, that that's mm-hmm. where they could be, is back at Chinatown. And... They do get some sort of final, yes, that's where they are, because then they go themselves. I forget what the final, like, clue is. I don't know. clues them in to, like, finally just go, leave the bar and go to Chinatown. Well, it it works out. It, it It's a good hunch, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> because they do. They find the, the brunette. Uh, mm-hmm. They find her in the stairwell. And she gives them up immediately. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, yeah, she's he's grocery shop. Yep. 
You go to mm-hmm. the end of the hall, the other guy's right there. So they kind of split off mm-hmm. in that Eddie Murphy takes on the Native American and and um, Nick Nolte goes after game. Mm-hmm. The Native American gets blown away. Oh, yeah. He seems to think that Eddie Murphy is not going to shoot him. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he approaches him with a very large knife. <laughs> But Eddie Murphy does shoot him. <laughs> How many times did you watch this movie, Jamie? Because I think it's affecting you. <laughs> so, yeah. So, he kills that guy. He puts bullets in him. There's blood all over the place. And, and it is throughout this film. There's blood all over. This Everywhere. This movie is very violent. Pretty, um, pretty gory, yeah. But Gain gets away. Always. Everybody gets away from Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte is the worst cop. Eddie Murphy should be a cop, I think. <laughs> He's the first cop to shoot a bad guy in this movie. Yes, it's true. This is true. He's not even a cop. With I his own gun. With his own gun. Yeah. So oh. then there's like a – they just – it's like a chase in the back alleys of Chinatown. Yes. Did you notice how very smoky it's they were? It's <laughs> so smoky. And it's all just lit with neon signs as yeah. well. Because it's an alley, you know? But Gan finally gets the drop on Eddie Murphy and holds holds him hostage. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and Nick Nolte looks so badass. But he walks around this corner and yeah. he just steps up on Gan he he looked so amazingly angry. Like there's nothing there. There's no, no. emotion uh-uh. at all. Uh-uh. And he just shoots him. He just Eddie Murphy's like, shoot him, just shoot him, and he does. And of course, Eddie Murphy's like, I was just kidding. You shouldn't have done that. But right, he's right. a great shot. He's the hero now. Look what he did. Uh-huh. And I like it when he is shot. <laughs> he goes. He does his own impression of Nick Nolte. I got shot. I got shot. <laughs> He seems very surprised by this. Yeah. You hit me. No one's ever shot him. You hit me. I guess. No one's ever shot him. You hit me. I got shot. (laughs) You hit me. He still has his gun, though, and he, like, runs at Nick Nolte for some reason. And Nick Nolte unloads and shoots him, like, six more times. These these guys have got to go death. Lays waste to him. Basically, that's it. Like, the end, Eddie Murphy finally has sex with that lady from the club. Oh, yeah. He finally gets his... (laughs) I keep wanting to call it, like, triangle, but that's not what it is. Nope, that's not what it is. He gets his triangle, and he's like, wait for me in six months. Like, we go out to dinner. <laughs> it's a pretty funny line when he leaves and So, but why that. does he have to still wait six months? Why doesn't he get his get-out-of-jail-free now? That wasn't the deal. The deal oh. was just to get him out so that he could take care but of his But he did such a business. good job, and now they're friends. Because I remember that he was like, well, no, because he's surprised. He tells Nick Nolte, this tells you what a good guy Nick Nolte really Stand is. Stand up guy. down. Yeah. Eddie Murphy kind of says, you know, you can have whatever portion of the money that you're going to take. What do you think you're – and Nick Nolte doesn't want any of it. No. He just wants enough to maybe get a car. Yeah, it's not my scene. <laughs> I don't know. Not, <laughs> but he doesn't say scene. He's like, nah, it's not my style. Uh, uh. Awful. Oh my god. <laughs> how is how is he an actor? His mugshot though is one of the better celebrity mugshots when he has a crazy hair and he's wearing a Oh yeah, he shirt. does look 
Yeah, he definitely looks crazy. He says that he will, I guess, put, like, the money can just go in the trunk of Eddie Murphy's car. Mm-hmm. And it'll be there and Eddie in can six have months it. Yep. when he gets mm-hmm. out. Everyone else who knows where this money is is dead. So Yeah, uh, so he's the only one. It's all mm-hmm. his. He's worked for it. He's just got to make it through the next six months. Yeah, and they have a great laugh. And they drive off together, I guess, back to and jail. Yeah. And that's the end of 48 <sighs> Hours. That was all 48 Our first buddy cut, like our first, first hard-boiled, gritty, blood, like, I don't know. I We haven't done a movie like this, and mm-hmm. I did not know what to expect. I never know what to expect when we talk about this, because I do have to tell you, Jamie, most hmm. of the time when I'm watching these movies... As I'm taking notes, unless it's something really goofy like Mannequin, <laughs> I'm taking notes going, what are we going to talk about? Like, how is this funny? How is this interesting? What how... is this going to make for Right, yeah. right, exactly. So I was really scared to talk about this because I thought it was a pretty good movie. You you liked it. You liked it. Never saw it before? I had never seen it. Mm-hmm. I had always heard it was pretty good and a, yeah. a, you know, and a precursor, a predecessor to all these buddy cop films yeah it was good i enjoyed this and the biggest problem like i said earlier that i have with these buddy cop movies is they're so overwrought and long yeah and this is just like boom 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 get in there do it done eddie murphy funny the end right so i enjoyed it so you had a good time yeah i did um not so much yeah i know it's something to pass the races (laughs) i i had a hard time with that i had i think I didn't remember seeing this movie, but I remember seeing Beverly Hills Cop, the first one, not two. Um, and I really like that movie. Yeah. So I had a good, I don't remember much of it, but I had a good like memory related to it. And when I watched this, I was like almost scarred. Thinking, was this the movie I had a good, like, re- like, or was the movie that I liked any of this kind of vibe? I mean, right. yeah, I guess I could appreciate where you would like it. I wouldn't say like, I would give it like a three. Okay. It's not the worst movie we've ever seen. It's not Scanners, but it's not quite a Sleepaway Camp. So, well, <laughs> at least in my book. <laughs> it's funny because I was thinking about our anniversary episode and, and our last episode we talked about the three worst movies we saw and the three best. And I was like, oh, oh we yeah. can do that again. And as I was looking through, I'm like, is there any question what the best movie was <laughs> that we saw? I was like, it's sleepaway camp, right? I mean, that is hands Boom. down. I, whenever I hear two people say, because it's like, it's like anything. Like when you want a certain car and then all of a sudden all these people in your life have that car and know about it. All of a sudden people will say sleepaway camp. And I'm like, have you seen it? I love that movie. Oh, my God. So I, I welcome the opportunity well, to talk about my love of sleepaway. All right, so <laughs> somewhere between scanners and sleepaway camp <laughs> is where forty eight hours falls for you. <laughs> That's a wide trough, I believe. Well, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so Jamie, what is? Do you have any recommendations based on this movie? So, is it okay not to recommend a movie? Are you just going to recommend hanging out with <laughs> McNulty or something? I'm going to recommend an album. Of course, I'm going to recommend a little Hall and Oates Private Eyes album, 1981. Oh. Features the hits like the titular Private Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I want to see where you're going with this. Let's keep going. <laughs> also, the hit, I Can't Go For That, 
which spent at least one week at the, t- the top of the R&B charts, okay. which is um, an accomplishment for a white band <laughs> such as Hall and Oates. <clears throat> and the album itself, <clears throat> and especially the titular song from it, will leave you with that same kind of creepy feeling, but fun, that 48 Hours leaves you with. Wow! <laughs> Wait. So... so, yes. My recommendation is you listen to the album, okay. Private Eyes, uh-huh. by Hall and & Oates. And, and then watch 48 Hours and see how but You don't compare. need to. Okay. You'll get the All same right. effect. Wow. Hall & Oates are buddies, just like this is a buddy cop movie. I, love <laughs> I don't know who's who, though. If I try and think about Hall & Oates, <laughs> I don't know who is Nick Nolte, because they both seem more like Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I don't know who the Nick Nolte is of that relationship. Oh, well, man. what is your recommendation? Uh, what is yours? My recommendation is I'd recommend another buddy cop movie. And um, the the pairing of Jerry Bruckheimer and Michael Bay isn't always a good one because there's a lot, a lot of explosions and nonsense yeah, and yeah. Armageddon. flashy. Right. Yeah. But the movie Bad Boys with Will Smith oh, and Martin Lawrence. So fun. Is such so fun. a fun movie. Yeah, yeah. It's again another one that goes a bit too long. And the yeah. second one, oh my god, the second one, it's got to be like a three-hour movie. It's insanely long. Where right, they just right. Do the no, same but thing. the first, the first one, they're so good, and that's what you need if you're yeah. going to do this. You have to have two likable leads. And I did think that Nick Nolte and and Eddie Murphy did play off of each other. Rather well. Yeah, no, I agree. But two weeks. So when we record our next podcast on that mm-hmm. date in 1981. Oh, boy. The, yeah, I really had to dig deep for this one. <laughs> the BMX Foundation was formed. <clears throat> I don't know what that is. I don't know what it oh. means. It doesn't matter because it gives us an excuse to talk about BMX bandits. That's a, okay. It's a movie. Um, and it is our first foray outside of the United States where we're going down under, Jamie. Wow. Well, you know what? Those Australians, they do some good shit. Mm -hmm. Do you mean that kind of down under? I mean, yeah. I wouldn't call Yahoo serious good shit, but sometimes (laughs) they do. This stars a very young Nicole Kidman. Very oh, because like, she's from Down Under. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's like a a movie that's notoriously bad, bad, but people enjoy because of it. I've never seen it. So we are on a tear. Mannequin, 48 Hours, BMX Bandits, movies I've this never seen. This is all before. new to you. Mm-hmm. This is all new to your life. And so far, Mannequin in 48 Hours, two for two for me. This yeah, I was going to say, we've done some positive changes to your life as uh-huh. of late. <laughs> all right. Anyway, that's it. So <laughs> all right. in two weeks, we're going to talk about BMX Bandits, where kids ride bikes and in Australia, I guess. Yeah, that should be fun. I, I don't wonder know. if there's some good bike footage. On. I went to some, I went to the X Games once. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. Did you have a Mountain Dew while you were there? (laughs) Did you have a Mountain Dew? Did I just have a weird, like, Scottish accent? I felt like you did. I felt like you did. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) You went to an X Games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Should we save this for the next podcast? Because yeah, I don't yeah. know this I'll story. I'll tuck it away. I'll tuck it away. I'll expose. Right. 
Was it like I a winter there. games or was it Mm-mm. a summer game? Okay. I think it was summer. So there was some indoor biking happening. Well, you were in this like. Oh, it was all stadium. indoor. Uh, well, we went to different competitions. Like one bike thing they did, they did mm-hmm. in like an auditorium. And they did like mm-hmm. the kids, well, the kids, the boys would just go on these like bike <laughs> ramp things. I have to, let me. Do some research. Yeah. <laughs> Try to recall all of this. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, that's it uh, for us. And tune in in two weeks. We'll talk about BMX Bandits. Yes. And in the meantime, find us on Facebook and Twitter. We're at GTGMcast. And rate and review us on iTunes. We really appreciate that. That helps us. Right. And that's it. That's all? Oh, I was on – I shouldn't have saved this for the end, but I was on another podcast. Um, Nice. It's called Criterion Now. Uh, mm-hmm. So you can find them and listen to that episode. But then at the end, they did shame me a little bit because we don't have a website. Oh, I we need a website. I need to do that. No, I'll just put something together that's pretty shitty and, and just to have it. Some shitty and accessible. I like to it. do. I'm just really lazy and I don't want to do it now. Yeah. So, summer. Well, all right, all right, that's it. Summer it is then. All right. All right. See you. Summer, look for our website coming this summer. (laughs) (laughs) All right, goodbye.